don't even know the address. 66 Harborview Road. Hello, hello, and welcome to 66 Harborview Road, a podcast dedicated to ABC's General Hospital. I'm your host, Caitlin, and today we are talking about January 2nd through 5th. So happy New Year's to Port Charles, happy 60th anniversary, and welcome back Steve Burton and Adam Huss. We have a lot of big things happening in 2024. Will Curtis walk this year? I'm guessing yes, but then where does that leave him in Portia? Pre-injury, he was on his way back to forgiving her, then he pushed her away again, then he came back home and found his purpose in trying to investigate who the shooter was. When he's walking again, will this mission interfere with his marriage? I also hope this brings back Marshall's ties to violence, or are we forgetting when he pulverized Joey Novak? I honestly could get behind a father-son duo. I mean, with Marshall's charisma, he can charm his way through doors. But it seems like the show is going to focus on him and Stella's relationship. Personally, I don't need Stella and Marshall together. That family has so many partner switches between them, it's bordering on inappropriate. Curtis bouncing between Portia and Jordan, Marshall reminiscing about his late wife then cozying up to her sister, Jordan hooking up with Portia's brother. I mean, come on. It's getting almost as complicated as Sonny's love life. Sonny lashed out hard this week, but on the wrong person. I was a little disappointed, but I was happy to see Sonny being violent. I don't know how my brain's working on that one. (laughs) Maybe it's because a piece of pre-Nixon Falls Sunny came out, but here's the thing. Pre-Nixon Falls Sunny wasn't a great guy. I mean, wasn't his tag the gangster with a heart of gold? Well, somehow Lois Cerullo puts it all together that Nina was actually the one who started the landslide of the SEC. She doesn't straight out tell Sunny who it was. She just says, hey, your whole family's lying to you. First off, what whole family? It's just Michael and Nina. Ned is nothing to Sonny and vice versa. They hate each other on a good day. But the situation did cause some trouble for Ned. When Olivia and Lois came storming past me in the foyer at the queues, Olivia seemed to think that Lois holds judgment from when Dante was undercover infiltrating Sonny's organization and ended up on the wrong end of Sonny's gun. This was very heavy. I could feel Olivia's pain and also Lois's heartbreak that Liv believes Lois did not act like a friend. This is also coming off the two of them finally talking about how they both married Ned. In my opinion, that's what fueled this argument. So Ned chases Olivia and I guess we'll see what happens this upcoming week. So as Sunny is hearing from Michael that in fact it was Nina... I mean, the fibers of Sonny's brain literally melted, didn't even know what to say, couldn't put together a full sentence of a proper anger rant. Unfortunately, this is Nina thinking they can work through this, and she rushes over to Carly's to confess, all because Sonny just kind of mentioned it, well, you should apologize to Carly. She did not have to run right over there. She could have been her own person, maybe waited until the morning, but... She didn't. And let me tell you, that was rough to watch. I mean, being wrapped up in Carly and Drew hearing the news about Bobby's death and then Nina being at the door, oh, I almost could not watch. But Carly was perfect. 
Nina kept saying the wrong thing after wrong thing, repeating that they did commit a crime, quote unquote. Nina, was it a crime when you pleaded insanity to avoid being sent to jail for drugging and operating on Ava and then stealing her newborn? I don't know. Anyways, so then there's Drew and he gets into Nina's face, tells her exactly how he wishes he could handle this. And by the end, Carly has to tell Nina that Bobby died just to get her out of the house. Uh, Man, Nina is going to be walking around with egg on her face for quite some time. Oh, but as news traveled around about Bobby's death, I mean, tears welling up at all the flashback scenes, the pictures in her office, where I did notice the camera panned to a picture of Jackie Zeman and Ryan Carnes. From what I know of the entertainment industry, this means that Ryan Carnes will be back on the show, probably just for Bobby's funeral. But little side note, I do my best to avoid spoilers, so if it's already been said that any characters are coming back for the funeral, I don't know about it, so I'm just guessing here. It would be nice to see Lucas. I wish he could come back for like a month or two, wrap a couple things up, and then he can exit for a while again if they feel like his character is not needed. Besides Bobby's death, Lucas has some blood ties in Port Charles. His birth parents are Julian Jerome and Cheryl Stansbury, who is the sister of Tiffany Donnelly. This means Lucas is related to Annie, who um, Felicia, Anna, and Laura helped induct into the WSB when Sean died. Um, Lucas is also related to Sam, Leo, Ava, Avery. Oh my god, he's (laughs) he's also related to Olivia Jerome and Kim Nero's kid. So, I mean... I know they're not on screen or anything, but I don't know. Then there's the family Lucas grew up with. Carly, everyone related to her, his friends and, you know, kind of cousins with Maxie, Lulu and Brooklyn. I always thought Lucas left abruptly and there were some unanswered questions. I really don't remember what now, (laughs) but maybe the funeral will show him at least catching up with everyone in the background. I think that would satisfy my need to have Lucas wrap a couple things up. I do hope we see some other veterans that we haven't seen in a while. I mean, Bobby had so many ties through the 40 plus years she's been in Port Charles. This is going to be a tough funeral for sure. We already have Laura, Kevin, Lucy, Scotty, and Tracy on canvas, which by the way, what were Lucy and Scott thinking? Are they insane? A romantic caper against Tracy? Well, she found out about it almost immediately, so I cannot wait to see her out bamboozle Scott and Lucy. (laughs) Jumping over to the Cassidines, Spencer got some more time with Ace, Esme's breaking into Windermere, and Nicholas finally approaches Ava. So Laura figured out Esme broke in pretty quickly, and now she wants Esme to confess to the PCPD. I'm assuming a good lawyer can argue she returned to the scene of her trauma to try and resolve it, but I feel like that argument would better work if she admitted to remembering something. Like, if she said to them, like, oh, well, being there did trigger something, but then she'd have to admit that she knows about her crimes and all of that. Are we going to see a hybrid Esme the way we saw a hybrid Sunny? I, I don't know. She feels she's justified in what she did. But she kind of feels bad about it. They just don't go together for me. I feel like her feeling bad about anything is going to fade quickly. But now, 
She has the skills to pretend that she's changed. And this is not going to bode well for Nicholas. Very bold of him to assume Ava would be the one to approach. And he's clearly a little delusional about their relationship. (laughs) I don't think Ava wants any part of him or even care what he does. But we have Elizabeth, who already made a statement to the police naming Nicholas as the mastermind behind kidnapping Esme, and that she kind of went along with it so she could be a nurse to Esme. That's how Elizabeth got out of this situation, was able to keep her job. So, even though Esme doesn't remember that, that still holds up, right? Like, the police still have evidence that Esme was trapped in Windermere, And Elizabeth testified already or made a statement that Nicholas was a part of it. So can they still arrest Nicholas? Now, if Esme says she remembers being locked up, will she have to admit that she remembers her crimes too? I feel like that would land both Esme and Nicholas in jail. And what good is that for story? (laughs) So instead, Nicholas asks Ava to throw a party to get close to Esme. He doesn't say why. I mean, does he plan on kidnapping her again, killing her, recording her, incriminating herself? None of these plans seem feasible for Nicholas. (laughs) They just don't. His plans the past five years or whatever have just not worked out in his favor. It would be best if a random security camera caught Esme talking to herself that she remembers committing her crimes, but it's a soap, so this will be a long and winding road. If Esme does confess to breaking into Windermere most recently, it would not cost her her job, if that's what she's afraid of. Alexis wants to keep Esme close because she still knows Esme as an enemy to the Cassidines. So Laura was spread pretty thin this week with her emotions, from Bobby's death to thinking Esme didn't come home, then going to the hospital to see the damage Sonny did on New Year's. After finding out about Nina's betrayal, he went to the church hoping to get some guidance, some peace, I don't know. But instead, Cyrus follows him in and starts taunting him that he knew about Nina turning in Drew. So Sonny beats him very badly. He's begging Cyrus to fight back and he had those like intense eyes of focus. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. And afterwards, we thought Sonny was going to drink himself into oblivion, but instead gets a visit from Lois. Now, this visit was a little different than the one where she's telling him his family lied to him. Lois was basically telling Sonny, do not forgive Nina and get her out of your life. I like the straightforwardness, but also, Lois, you've been gone a long time. Who are you to tell anyone how to handle their life? I'm just excited for this week when we see more of the fallout from everyone finding out it was really Nina. And as interesting as Ned's character's been the past year, I'm glad that he doesn't have this hanging over him. Let him fight within the queues for better reasons than this. Some outliers this week, uh, we have Felicia getting another DNA test for Cody. Maxie's just going to put together what Cody's plan was from the start. They were talking in her office about him being, quote, Leopold Taub's son so he can get that ranch. Or, uh, But Sasha already knows the truth. Felicia's now going to know the truth. And Maxie's going to, like I said, realize that, oh, Cody was just pulling a con so he could get this money, get this ranch, whatever. What I'm looking forward to is Max's reaction. His emotional response to finding out he has a son and also 
that that son is pulling a con. Now, way back in the day, when Mac first came to Port Charles, Robert pulled him out of the water, realized it was his brother, then pushed him right back in. (laughs) So there's a family history of being mad at first and then friends later. We did see some emotional reactions over Scout. I don't think Sam was in the wrong here. If your kid is having anxiety, can't sleep because of a decision that was not hers that was made, yes, absolutely, you do not have to go through with that. I don't think Sam should have apologized. I I don't. She should have just leaned on the fact that Drew made this decision without talking to anyone else. That's what I would have done at least. (laughs) So what do we have coming up? Jason's return. I'm very neutral on this subject. Uh, I think there's space for the character right now with Jake and Charlotte being close, Jake being against gun violence. We haven't even seen Danny since, what, Halloween, I think? But how will he come back? With everyone else losing their memory and then becoming like a hybrid person, can Jason do that? Is it time that we get a hybrid Jason Quartermain, Jason Morgan? How would that influence him in this stage of his life? Like when or if he goes back to work for Sonny, what does that mean for Dex, Michael, and Jocelyn, and Carly? All knowing that Michael hired Dex to take down Sonny and then decided to change their minds and they continued to pay Dex to look out for Sonny. If Sonny hates anything, it's being treated like a baby. Then we have Jason's other side of the family, his blood relatives. Uh, The ones on Canvas now are uh, Tracy, Ned, BLQ, Michael, Wiley, and Amelia. Um, He's not really that close with that side of the family, as we know. Monica's not on screen much, but, I mean, if she can come back to invite Jason to live with them, that'd be cool. But will he? If he continues being friends and working for Sunny, probably not. But if we get a hybrid Jason... Wait, would that just be Drew? Wait, does Drew have pre-1995 Jason memories? I cannot keep up. But if Jason does come back to the queues, I'll catch up with him at the bottom of the stairs. You can find me on Twitter at 66 underscore view, on TikTok at 66 underscore Harborview Road, and Instagram at 66 Harborview Road. From the Quartermain Foyer, I bid you a great week.